you have your Bibles, would you open up to the book of Philippians chapter 4 this evening? Philippians chapter 4. It's great to be with you all tonight. Beautiful summer evening. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. He's finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. The mind is something else, isn't it? See, the Lord knows the makeup, the working, the processing, the processes of the mind. He knows the mind of each person. The Lord knows the mind is a target. The Lord knows the mind is powerful. The Lord knows the mind is weak. The Lord knows that if the wrong things fill our minds, we are in trouble. He exhorts us in his word to fill our minds with the right thing, to take care of our minds. Because if it gets to the place where we're filling our minds or our minds are filled with the wrong things, it really does affect living. It affects life. It affects others even. It affects so many things. Verses 8 and 9 in the message reads, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you've learned from me, what you've heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. You know, the truth is we really are, by and large, responsible for the filling of our minds. Each one of us here tonight, we are responsible for the filling of our minds. Yes, throughout the day we are subjected to certain things, thoughts, darts, arrows shot at the mind, and and these, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So setting these subjections aside, think of all the time we spend filling our minds. Throughout the day, the time we spend filling our minds, making the decision on our own to fill our minds, and with what? Think of the idle time and the downtime and the few moments here and there. The enemy knows how to fill our minds. The enemy knows how to fill our time, so in order to fill our minds with the wrong thing, with the wrong things, with the wrong report. There's so much out there that is not true. There's so much out there that is not honest. 
not just, not reputable, not pure, not lovely, not of good report. There's so much out there that we can fill our minds with that falls short. Philippians 4, verse 8. Why is man drawn to these? What is the attraction? Why the fascination? These things that are less than God's ideal, why is man drawn to the things that are not honest and not just and not pure and not lovely and not of good report? And why does man take to filling the mind with these things? Why? Because the mind needs to be renewed. The mind needs to be renewed. Yes, the mind of the new Christian, and yes, perhaps the mind of the old Christian. Romans 12, verse 2, it reads, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind. That is a renewal or a renovation or a complete change for the better. And it goes on and says that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We need our minds renewed. When we come to Christ, we need our minds renewed. We need them renovated. We need them completely changed for the better. Ephesians 4, verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You see, one way the Lord transforms us, our lives, who we are, which affects the totality of our living, is by way of the renewing of our minds. It's one way. It's a big way that he begins to move in and change who we are. Our thought life is different. The feeling is different, the things we're meditating on, the things we're focusing on and spending time musing over in our own heads. God is transforming us. He's shaping us when we begin to partner with him, begin to fill our minds with the right things. That the old tendencies, the old attractions and fascinations no longer lure us. You know, if we look at a normal day, what is it? we are filling our minds with. If we look at a typical day in our life, what is it we are filling our minds with? Now each day for each person in this room is different. It's not an absolute carbon copy. It's not perfect from one to the next. It's not the same. But if we look at our lives and we know what our lives entail, we know the idle time we have, we know the downtime we have, we know the few minutes we have here and there, we know the time we have for social media, we know the time we have for television, we know the time we have for on and on and on, for books, whatever it is, magazines, newspaper. We know the time we have just to simply sit there and think thoughts. If we look at a normal day, what is it that we are filling our minds with? What is it we are choosing to fill our minds with? What are we subjecting our minds to which affects spirit, soul, and body? You think of a normal day. What are we filling our minds with? What we fill our minds with affects our health. Yes, even physical health. What we fill our minds with affects our emotional state. What we fill our minds with affects our outlook on life. 
What we fill our minds with consumes us. It can affect attitude, decision-making, and so on. It can affect our outlook on church, the kingdom, fellow believers, leaders, and we can go on and on. You know what? When we fill our minds with the wrong things, it can affect our outlook on a city. On a province, on a nation, when we fill our minds with the wrong things. That's why God is warning us, cautioning us, exhorting us. He's saying, come on, let's get with the program. Begin to fill your mind with the right things. Take care of your mind. There's so many people that aren't taking care of their mind. They're filling it with the wrong things. Day in and day out. And it begins to pile up, doesn't it? Day in and day out. Let's pour a little more in. Pour a little more in. A few more grains. And pretty soon we got trouble. I wonder why there's torment, why there's you know, disheartened spirit, and why there's discouragement and anxiety and lack of peace and all these things, why there's torment going on in the head, why they can't get along with others, why they can't come to church, why they can't do this and can't do that and can't function at work properly. It's because they filled their mind with the wrong thing. We all know that our minds can get away on us. Every one of us. You have a unique mind. And God knows it. He knows how it works. And he has a solution, a fix for every mind. Philippians 4.8. Just fill it right and it will work out. A good question to ask ourselves is this, what does God want me to fill my mind with? What does God want me to fill my mind with? What does the Holy Spirit living inside of me want me to fill my mind with? If we asked ourselves that question and lived with that conviction, perhaps we'd fill our minds differently than we are right now. We'd push off some things and get rid of some things and take hold of some new things. What does God want me filling my mind with? Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 gives us the clear answer. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Things. How many know life would be better? Life would look different. Life would be brighter if we would begin to think on these things and meditate on these things rather than the, the opposite. But so often we focus on the other things. We get caught up with the other things. And it gets away on us. And pretty soon we can't even handle our own mind. We don't even know what to do with it. We don't know how to fix it. The only fix is to start pouring in and filling your mind with what Philippians 4.8 says to fill it with. That's the fix. It's not simply coming up and saying, pray for me, I need my mind. 
worked on. I need these things that are inside my mind that I've continually been filling my mind with out of my head. How's your head space tonight? You see, because you can come up and get prayer and feel like it's all gone and walk out the door and you continue to fill your mind with the same thing. You're not fixing the problem. You're not helping God out. All you're doing is, once again, going back to the old habit. Filling our heads once again with the wrong thing. And pretty soon we're right back where we left off. It's this sick cycle. Again, the message, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true. Noble, reputable, authentic, compelling grace is the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. So we got it. Don't fill the mind with things false, unprincipled, fake, discourteous, rude, foul, things unsuitable for the Christian, things that would discourage, things that would breed discontentment, things that would foster disunity. We don't fill our minds with these things. What about the things that aren't inherently bad? What about those things? You know, there are a lot of things we can choose to fill our minds with throughout the day, throughout the week. When we wake up, when we have a break, class time, or during work, as we drive home, before we lay our head down on the, on the pillow for the night, there are a lot of things we can fill our minds with. What better than to fill our minds with and meditate on the good things of God and the glories of the kingdom, the riches of his word, his majesty, his beauty, his holiness, the glory of what is taking place, exalting what is taking place, not what is not. I simply want to encourage us tonight to get as much of God in our head throughout the day as possible. I know we're subjected to things. I get it. We're out in the world. It's the way it works. For some, it's real tough. I worked construction for a season in my life. I know that that's not a pretty place. But that doesn't mean you can't slip away. That doesn't mean you can't cast out every wrong thought and all those things that you hear. And it doesn't mean that you can't meditate on the goodness of God as you're sticking that shovel in the ground. It doesn't mean that you can't focus on God, that you can't pull away at lunchtime and get in your car and don't care what others think and just pray for an hour. You see, we choose what we fill our minds with. Every single one of us, we choose it. How about driving home and instead of turning on the radio or filling our minds with the junk of the world? I mean, if you listen to Shine FM, you know, it's a different story. Even though some of their dialogue is questionable. But when you're driving home, why don't you just spend time in the presence of God? 
Why don't you just spend time communing with God and just blessing him and lifting up his name and allowing him to fill your mind and you fill your mind. And it's this partnership that's going on. Your night's going to look different. You're not going to end up walking through your door discouraged and disheartened and beaten down and broken down. You see, because when we fill our minds with the wrong things, it affects others. It affects those that we live with. It affects those that we talk to that night. It affects those that we sleep with that night or that we sleep next to that night. It affects those that we wake up and see in the morning when we're filling our mind with the wrong things. God's calling us to fill our minds right. If we think of our minds as a jar and the things we can choose to fill our minds with as sand, how many grains are divine? I mean, there's only so much space in your head. And you know the thoughts that control you. You know the things that have rulership in your mind. If we think of the mind as a jar and we all have our jar, and the thoughts, the things we fill our mind with is sand. If we were honest tonight and we took a look, How many grains are divine? Throughout the day, how many grains are divine as we fill our minds? Of course, the Lord wants us to enjoy things and good things, but we need to know when too much is too much. Even those things that aren't inherently bad, even those things that don't mess us up, but the things that we're taking in, It might not be inherently bad. How much time are we spending filling our minds with those things? You see, we need to be wise. We need to know when too much is too much. Maybe somebody needs to hear that you need to know when too much video games is too much. You need to know when too much Facebook is too much, too much Instagram is too much, too much, you know, emails or whatever it is, social media. That really gets away on us. When too much TV is too much. A Christian should never be bored. Sounds like a radical statement. Bored. And so where do we go? The technology often. It's just the way the world is nowadays. Why don't we just go to God? Fill our minds. Fill our minds with the good things of God. When's the last time you just sat there and spent a while thinking of the good things of God? Without distractions. Without hindrances. Just filling your mind with the goodness of God. See, if we fill our minds with the things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, of virtue, of praise, the Lord is on the throne of our mind and can rule and protect our minds. But if we fill it with everything else, our minds have already been infiltrated by the enemy. He's already got his hand in your head. He's got things working. He's already got the gears in place. He's already won, and it's 
not even that he had to come and place the things in your mind. It's that we've taken them in ourselves. We've willingly chosen to take in the wrong thing, to fill our mind with the wrong thing. But if we fill our minds with the right, it's like the good things take over and the tendencies and the attractions and the fascinations, they, they soon change. If we look at our normal day, Lord, are you pleased with what I'm filling my mind with? Is your stamp of approval on it all? Is it wise? Is it a pleasing offering cast at your throne, your kingship of my mind? Even if it's not blatant evil, is it helping the cause? Lord, am I being a good steward of this Christian mind? A mind the blood of Christ died for and paid for? You see, you steward your own mind. I steward my own mind. Every one of us, we steward our own mind. By and large, we're responsible for the filling. Am I helping or hindering the renewal process? See, the mind may be a battlefield at times, but the truth is we can help the day-to-day and the week-to-week if we quit filling it with that which fights against the good things of God. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought, everything we're filling our mind with, the obedience of Christ, the thoughts that we're subjected to, bringing down those things, bringing into captivity those thoughts, the obedience of Christ, casting down imaginations, casting down every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. I want to ask tonight, where is your headspace? What's on your mind predominantly? What are you thinking about? What are you consumed with in your head? The SV reads, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. There are arguments and lofty opinions raised against the knowledge of God. I want to ask tonight, are we helping or are we hindering the process? How badly do I want a renewed mind? And the answer to that question tonight is the filling of my mind. How badly do I want a renewed mind? And the answer is, take a look at what you're filling your mind with day in and day out. How badly do you want a renewed mind? See, God is ready to help. But he has a process, and he's put the process in place, and he says, take Philippians 4, 8 and run with it and make it your own. I remember sitting at a table with a great man of God when I was younger and asked him the question, you know, what would you say to a young guy? Like, what's the one thing you'd say? And he just said, Philippians 4, 8. I thought that's it. He said, it'll save your life. If you apply it, 
See, if it's just words on a piece of paper or some little prayer you kind of hum out, it's not going to help. But if you apply it, the Word of God will change your life. It'll change your headspace. God does all things well. What a treasure a renewed mind is. You know, but here's the reality. Renewed things need upkeep, true? Have you ever renewed something and it needs upkeep once again? Painted a vehicle and, wow, you've got to paint it in a few years. got to wash it. You've got to take care of it. Renewed things, they take upkeep. The renewed mind takes upkeep. You can't get to the place where you have a renewed mind, although it never ends. You know what I'm saying? It's this continual process. But you get to the place where you have a renewed mind, and then you just relax and start filling it with junk again and hope that it's going to go well. What thoughts am I going to allow to enter? What thoughts am I going to allow to form in my mind? What thoughts am I going to foster? Because the truth is, we feed our thoughts. Thoughts enter our mind and we begin to feed them. We begin to actually take care of those thoughts. We begin to actually minister to those thoughts. Think about that tonight. It's so true. Sometimes we don't think of it like that, but we do. We actually, we take care of them. It's like we protect them. It's like we possess them and we don't want anybody to touch them. And sometimes we get to the place where we're feeding these thoughts in our own head. Keeping them alive. Who else can I blame for the state of my mind? And the effect it's having on my life and on others and on my relationship with the Lord. See, we might have to stop conversing with and draw distance between us and the sources of improper filling. That could be media, could be people. Well, we don't like that one, but it could be people. It could be environments and so on. It could be the magazine that you're looking at. And I'm not talking about X-rated magazines. I'm talking about just a normal magazine. And you're looking and the grass is always greener on the other side. And you know what you have? You have a spirit of discontent. Because you're continually filling your mind with someone else's treasure. And you can't even handle it. And you look at your own life and you have a woe is me attitude and I don't have enough. Instead of lifting yourself up and, and speaking the things of God over your life and looking what he has given you. There's a battle raging against the knowledge of God. So many things come. The thoughts come and you know what? They, they come claiming higher status and higher rank and higher authority and higher priority and higher intelligence. And if we're not active in casting these down, we are in for a ride and it's not a holy roller coaster. You see, the Lord wants us to fill our minds with the right things, but if we fill our minds with the wrong things, these things that would actually come and, and say that they take precedence over the good things of God, we are in trouble. Now, we may be here tonight and not really understand how serious this is. It's a foreign concept. Like, does it really matter? Would we trust the Lord, though we not understand? Would we trust his word, his wisdom, and let his peace and his authority and his rulership and kingship guard our minds? 
Would we take his word and what he said that we do best by filling our mind, our minds with these things? Would we trust him even though we don't totally get it? Would we let go of some things and push some things off? At least you'll have peace, divine peace in your mind. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Well, the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and what? He's going to work out everything else, so just relax. But we get so focused on the things of this earth, don't we? I'm not saying they're not important, but we get so focused that it consumes us. The message reads, so if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. So what are we pursuing? Take a look at your headspace. It'll tell you what you're pursuing. Take a look at what you're filling your mind with. It'll tell you what you're pursuing, what you're spending your time on. Time is currency, and we all have it right now. We're all rich with time. What are you spending your time on? If we realize that it was actually currency, we might not just dish it out so quickly. Might hold back, hold off, be a little wiser. The voice reads, so it comes down to this, since you've been raised with the anointed one, the liberating king, set your minds on heaven above. The anointed is there, seated at God's right hand. Stay focused on what's above, not on earthly things, because your old life is dead and gone. Your new life is now hidden, enmeshed with the anointed who is in God. I want to encourage us tonight, set your mind, fix your mind, focus your mind, keep your mind on the things of God. Let's have the worship team return. You know, even an empty mind, an idle mind is full. An idle mind is dangerous. A strong protection is the mind filled with the things instructed in Philippians 4. Can we take it tonight? And can we take the word and actually this week as we leave this place, apply it? And each day wake up and say, Lord, the things that I'm filling my mind with, or, or you know, take, take stock of your day at the end of the day and say, God, the things I filled my mind with today, do you approve? Is your stamp of approval on them? Listen, the Holy Spirit will illuminate to you and the Holy Spirit will pinpoint the things that he's not pleased with, the things that aren't helping you, and then make the change. That's how this works. Just apply it. You know, the things you're accustomed to filling your mind with, take the Scripture and read it. And here, we can do this. How's your mind tonight? Okay, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. So when we're filling our mind with something, is it something of truth? Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. So when we're filling our minds, are we filling our minds? Am I filling my mind with something that is pure right now? And if not, cast it aside. Am I filling my mind with something that's pure? Whatsoever things are lovely, of a good report, and there's a lot of bad reports out there. 
If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Let's stand tonight. I'm going to say tonight, I want a renewed mind. <laughs> I think we'd all say that. It's going to take a decision. One that each of us make individually. To begin to fill our mind with the right things. Perhaps we've been filling our minds with the wrong things. And we know it's affecting us. We know it has affected us. It's affecting relationships, outlook on church, outlook on the kingdom, outlook on leaders, outlook on brothers and sisters in the church, outlook on your boss, outlook on coworkers, outlook on people out there, outlook on everything, outlook on the city, the province, the nation, on and on and on. We could just pinpoint so many things and you're filling your mind, you're stewing over things that aren't right. Can we make that commitment tonight? Make a change. Maybe you're saying, well, I don't know if the Holy Spirit's telling me to make a change. Well, you know, you take Philippians 4, 8 and read it and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. As the team leads tonight, start to cast out and cast off the things that shouldn't be filling your mind. Start filling your mind even now with the true, the honest, the just, the pure, the lovely, with the good report, with virtue, with praise. Would you just begin in this place, in your spirit, with your voice, just begin to cry out for a renewed mind, a renovated mind, a completely changed for the better mind, that God would come and things would just look different, things would be different because we're filling our mind with the goodness of God. We're filling our mind with the good report. God, those things that you know that I've been filling my mind with that are not right and are not holy and are not pure and are not just and they're affecting me and affecting my health and the way I see life day to day. Even when I get up and walk throughout the day, it's affecting everything and affecting the people closest to me and the people around me that I'm even trying to witness to. God, right now, cast those things out and begin to fill my mind with the good things of God. That's how it works. Just let it change right now. Just begin to cry out and ask the Lord, Lord, come. Lord, come. I commit to filling my mind with the good things.